This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Of course, this hour, we are taking your telephone calls. Biden says major war crimes being discovered in Ukraine. The U.S. sanctions Putin's two adult daughters you folks may think that i am completely out of my mind but ask any father you want his attention say something or take some action against his daughter or daughters and boy does it get his attention you folks may differ sharply with me, but we'll see what happens. And the reason why this is a good step, it's a good step because the U.S. hopes to freeze any assets that Putin himself may be hiding via his daughters, any assets held in the United States. I have a heavy heart this morning. I can't um, try and shield it. I, I just have to be real. I, I have a heavy heart this morning. This, the crime, is what happens when you let wokeness take over. The la-la land of defund the police. But the joke is on law-abiding citizens. What's happening is we are seeing what occurs when you take away the anti-crime unit, which was so successful. I understand the civil rights allegations, but when you take away the anti-crime unit and when you take away qualified immunity from our hero police officers, 800-848-WABC, 848 9222. We need work camps. We need work camps. We need tough law enforcement. And we need eliminating this wokeness immediately. It is killing all of us. Well, Dominic, you're being dramatic and, you know, you focus on crime a lot and you know, you know, you know. Well, what about the innocent bystander? 
I've talked about this. The woman in the Bronx. The woman in the Bronx, 61 years old. 61 years old. Minding her business. In the stomping grounds of where I grew up at, 188th Street, in the Bronx, near Grand Concourse. She was a mother. She was a grandmother. And in fact, she could have been my grandmother that raised me. And she was fatally shot in front of that grocery store. An innocent bystander. 61 years old, shot in the back, bullets fired during a dispute down the block. Two groups fighting, arguing on East 188th Street just after 7 p.m. Monday. This, I want you to listen and listen carefully to what her sons had to say to WABC television. My mother was a beautiful person. Yes. She was receiving blessings on blessings these last couple of months until it was just taken away. Cold hearted for no reason. Juana Soriano de Perdomo did not deserve the fate that befell her yesterday evening. After work, as she picked up some groceries on 188th Street, had wound up an unintended victim of the random gun violence sweeping the city. This is a woman That's right. that cared for everybody. Listen. Just just like for, for me, my brother, That's right. she cared for everybody. Cared for everybody. And she's gone. For what? For what? It just makes no sense. I want to I want you to listen. A report that aired on Fox Five, Channel Five, regarding a community rally with people so upset at what happened to the sixty one year old woman who was minding her business. Una gran persona. A wonderful person. Un gran ser humano. A great human being. A person that came here from her country. 61-year-old Juana Esperanza Soriano de Perdono. Una realmente inocente víctima de toda esta violencia callejera. Innocent person that fell in violence. Soriano de Perdono was an immigrant from the Dominican Republic who came to the Bronx for a better life. Now she has just become the latest victim of the city's gun violence crisis. A 61-year-old senior citizen was shot! Local deli manager Adele Nasser gave us this surveillance video, which he says shows the victim walking down a sidewalk on East 188th Street moments before she was killed. Moments before she was killed. And if you look at the video, she could tell something was going wrong. She looked over her shoulder and tried to get into the deli and did not make it. Gunned down like a dog. We wouldn't even tolerate that happening to a dog. And this is why I have a a heavy heart uh, this morning. So we go from that. I see all your telephone calls. 
I see here that uh, Lamar in New York City disagrees with me on qualified immunity. We'll get to that. We'll get to the calls. I see uh, Phyllis on the parkway. We'll we'll go to Phyllis in just a second. So that's that's one. That's just one example. I also told you about the 76-year-old woman in Pelham Bay in the Bronx. These are communities that I know quite well. 13-year-old girl. If you heard my nightly updates tonight, a 13-year-old girl has been arrested in this lobby robbery of this elderly woman. It is so heartbreaking to look at the video. She now needs a hip replacement. Why was all of this done? $50. She had $50 in her wallet, a debit card, and insurance cards. And no regard for human life. Anyone around a senior citizen knows that you have to be very careful with their bodies are very fragile. And this young lady that is seen smiling on the video is twirling the senior citizen around as the senior citizen is trying to hold on to her purse. And ultimately the senior citizen falls to the ground. Her son says she is a very active woman, but that she might not ever be able to live the life that she desires after needing this hip replacement. And I could go on and on and on, on and on and on in terms of what's going on. Let's uh, let's start out with the telephone calls. Let's go to Phyllis on the Parkway. And we say good morning to you, Phyllis, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Hey, good morning. Uh, thanks for keeping me company in the car on the way home. Well, thank you for keeping me company as well, Phyllis. Go right ahead. Um, I think oh, going hand in hand with fighting crime and and, uh, and giving the police more support and maybe having you know more of a neighborhood thing happening, so you know, they gain trust with residents and things like that. I think we have to really, really seriously look at gun control and getting guns. I, you know, I, I drive my kids back to Astoria. Um, my daughter's, you know, in her 30s, and she and her partner that have been together, you know, for six years or whatever, you know, they come out to visit me in, in New Jersey, and I pick them up, and then I bring them back. They usually go at night both ways because there's less traffic and you know i wait in the car lot you know for them to come down i'm petrified straight bullets can come from anywhere the, the, the girl was sitting in the car with her niece and nephew they were eating fast food or whatever and uh, you know straight bullets come and the the the, the, the aunt and the, the nephew were dead and the little girl in the back i mean it's crazy it's, mm-hmm. there's so many guns and and now you hear that they're they're able to print 3D guns on a computer that they can't, they can't even, won't even see it in the metal detector. I mean, it's, it's, that's another thing that has to really be safe. Well, 
Phyllis, you made some excellent points, and I, and I hope that um, the things work out for your daughter and her partner, and I hope that you stay safe, um, you know, the times that you pick them up. And you're not the only one, Phyllis, uh, that makes sure that your car doors are locked. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm almost embarrassed to admit this, but so do I. You, you have to. Uh, in this day and age, in the city that we that we live in, thank you for the call, Phyllis. And this is all because of this wokeness. This is all because of this wokeness. For example, the Black Lives Matter house that I talked about yesterday in Los Angeles, well, it's being revealed this morning that they paid close to two point seven million over value for the home. Now, who in their right mind is going to pay? million all cash deal shell company. You do the math folks. You do the math. Why, why are you dealing with a shell company? If this is on the up and up and I'm not even going to go down that road this morning of our black lives matter, but let me go to uh, Lamar in New York city. Now, Lamar, is it, you disagree with me on qualified immunity? Uh, Mr. Dominic, I must first say that it is always a pleasure to hear you on the radio well, thank and an you. honor to be able to speak with you. Earlier in the broadcast, we heard a recording of the great Donald John Trump praising your conspicuous brilliance, and we do the same. Thank you. And I would be, and I would be remiss if I didn't preface my statement this evening with this declaration. We hold you in the highest admiration and regard, and dare I say it, affection. You are an a, a an asset to WABC, to the state of New York into our country, and for that reason, it is uh, loathsome for us to disagree with you even on this one solitary point. Okay. Hey, Lamar, wait, wait, I'm going to give you your say, and I and I hear you, and I, I thank you for the praise, and it's okay if we disagree, but what, what hurts me to my heart, to be honest with you, and then I'm going to give you your say, is, you know, I've been talking about crime, I've been hitting that crime, and, you know, sometimes people are blind. And they only can see what they want to see. So we have had just a handful of callers, and Lamar, I'm not going to eat into your time, that have, you know, send me emails and, and they post comments. Why am I focusing on crime? You know, you're talking about crime and you're indirectly or directly talking about black people, right? That's, that's the way the rap goes. Could it be that in my close to 40-year career that I can see something that they don't see? Now we're dealing with a situation where crime is completely out of control. And it just saddens me. It really, it saddens me to my core, Lamar, that uh, some people, uh, only a handful, have questioned why do I focus on crime? Well, I focus on crime for, for those two women in the Bronx, that, that grandmother that's dead now. I focus on crime because of the 76-year-old uh, um, a mother that was tossed around like, like a like a doll by a teenage girl who thought it was funny, and now the now the lady needs a hip replacement. Lamar, go ahead, please. Uh, Dominic, your statement just now confirms something we have suspected for a long time. You are the rarest of commodities. You are a man who speaks frankly and truthfully. 
it is undeniable that crime, not only in this jurisdiction, but across our country, is out of control. However, in Louisiana, we have a saying that goes like this, Dominic, every coin has two faces. And the fact of the matter is, we do know that uniformed members of the police service across the country and in this jurisdiction have abused their authority and power in too many cases to attempt to enumerate. And black people are first on the list of the victims in these scenarios. And all I'm saying is that Qualified immunity is something that has facilitated this. If a man is wearing a badge, he must be allowed to do his job, but Dominic, he must also be held accountable for his actions, good or evil. Uh, that's all I can say, Dominic. Okay. And it's, well, always a, and it's, it's, always it's a pleasure. To, it's a pleasure to chat with you, Lamar. I thank you for your call. And uh, for your politeness in terms of we can agree to disagree, but thank you for your call, Lamar. The reason why I feel that the great police officers of the NYPD need qualified immunity. One, if the politicians have it, then law enforcement should have it. Two, it's in our interest for the police to have qualified immunity. If you want them to do their job, They need qualified immunity because, Lamar, if I'm a police officer myself and I don't have qualified immunity, I'm not putting my pension on the line. I'm not getting involved, uh, you know, hand-to-hand combat, whatever is required. I'm going to say I'm going to sit in the squad car and I'm going to say, okay, it is what it is. I'm going to do my 20 years, get my pension, start my second career, and I'm done. So it's in our interest for police to have qualified immunity because if you want them to do their job, which they do, but if you want them to do it at 150%, they need qualified immunity. Police have to know that we have their back. They have to know that if we're going to turn this around, if we don't, do things to turn this around, we will continue, we will become immune to the crime stories. That's how much they will happen if uh, if if we don't return qualified immunity. Why should politicians have it? If the police don't have it, why should the, what do politicians need it for? A question on, uh, a comment on, on, uh, on Ukraine and Russia before I take a break. Tom in Bergen Beach. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Morning, Dominic. Good always morning. Great to talk to you. Always have a good show. Thank you. Thank um, you very much. I would, uh, um, I would, uh, I thought that when we sanctioned Russia last month, his whole family, you know, I would have thought that his whole family and his friends and his business partners, would have been included in that sanction. You know, Biden's not tough enough right now to face Putin. This guy only respects strength. I, so agree, I, with, I agree with you on that, Tom. I agree with yeah, you on I that. Think, I don't think Biden is capable of cogent thinking. His memory and his capability of speaking is compromised. Hmm. Pretty hmm. Well, there have been so many. I was going to say the word Freudian slips, but they're not Freudian slips. These are mistakes that that unfortunately the president verbal mistakes that that uh that he has made um I, I you know i i don't know if that's what we should expect from a 79 year old man but i will keep saying this uh tom that elections have consequences 
And uh, the Democrats were slick enough. That's the word that I want to use here, Tom. The Democrats were slick enough to say we're going to make this election a referendum on Trump's personality. We're going to hide our candidate in the basement so that you don't know exactly what he says or what he stand, where he stands. And we're going to run the Black Lives Matter con on the American people to drive up and drive out the black vote. And we're going to take the White House. And so that's what happened. And elections have consequences. And now we have a president where um, I wish him well, but just doesn't look good. And we certainly have a vice president that is nowhere near qualified to assume the top, the top job as the president of the United States uh, of America. So... Tough situation. I see all of your telephone calls. We are going to take a break. We're going to get as we can when we come back. Coming up at 1 a.m. this morning, Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Also, an update on the situation with that lawyer who confronted uh, Mayor Adams. The mayor says he had no role in firing her. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Talk Radio 77 WABC. I heard you were looking for me. Hey, Mr. Carter. Hello. Tell me where you've been. <laughs> you know. And we are back. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. So crime is running rampant throughout Manhattan's key commercial neighborhoods. Local business leaders are coming together to demand help from Governor Kathy Hochul. So, for example, crime across Manhattan's uh, Midtown South District has spiked by more than 50% year to date. And what it means is bad news for commuters and shoppers alike. It includes the area of Penn Station, Grand Central Station, the Port Authority bus terminal, and on and on and on. Meanwhile, Grand Larceny up 45% on the Upper East Side. There was a time when this would not be tolerable or tolerated. And, of course, this includes the shopping strips on Madison Avenue, Lexington, 3rd Avenue, East 57th Street, East 86th Street. And it also includes the organized ring of uh, shoplifters who are targeting high-end stores. But let me tell you about this story. And we're going to go back to your telephone calls in just one second. But you knew this was coming. Mayor Adams says he played no role 
and the firing of the uh, New York City lawyer who confronted him at his news conference over toddler uh, masks, as I have said before, was it right for the woman to impersonate a a, uh, credentialed journalist? No. Was it a security risk for the mayor of New York City, no matter who the mayor is? Absolutely. But you might as well, the city of New York, sign over the settlement check now. We, the taxpayers, you know, will pay whatever, a few million dollars, whatever it's going to cost to uh, get this thing to go away. But the mayor says that he had no role in firing her. Her name, uh, Danella Jampel, a former law department staffer. She was fired within an hour after she... um, accused Mayor Adams at his news conference of backtracking on his promise to lift the school mask mandate for children four years old and younger. Here is what the mayor has to say. If anyone who was there at the press conference, when she spoke, it was clearly she was not a reporter. But what did I do? I say, allow her to speak. We started allowing her to speak. I'm not going to be disrespectful and not allow her to speak. She spoke. I didn't know who she was. You know, there's a group that's traveling around the city, banging on the doors of my uh, health commissioner, even though his children are inside, yelling and screaming, threatening his life. There's a group that's running around the city who is the numerical minority, but they allowed so people believe that they are the majority. Got it. Did not know who she was, did not make the call to fire her. It doesn't bother me me when people say names, call names at me. Listen, I'm an ex-cop. People have been calling me names for years. doesn't bother me. But what she tweeted, sent out, it was inappropriate. <laughs> so the question becomes, how did the mayor, the mayor says he didn't know anything about it. So how did you know about the tweet, Mr. Mayor? Anyway, uh, the tweet that the mayor is referring to has been since deleted uh, by this mother. Now, this is inappropriate if she did this tweet uh, representing the city and, and the city's lawyers are called Corporation Counsel. That's the office. And she was a, a, a lawyer in the uh, Office of Corporation Counsel, which means she represents the city of New York. And uh, in a tweet, as a city attorney, she attorney, she said her job entails defending quote cops who lie in court unquote and teachers who molest children. So the city is saying that's why she was given the boot. Let's go to Tony in New Jersey. Good morning, Tony, and welcome to Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Good morning. Uh, you're doing a great show. Thank you. I have a, a, a suggestion. Go ahead. I I think you, Curtis, and James Golden should go up to Albany with all the the uh, victims' uh, parents that had the children that were shot. Go up to Albany in, in buses, which John Casamitidis could afford to send you. And once or twice a week, go up there with bullhorns and with pictures of the children that were killed and go right into these politicians and force them, confront them like an Al Sharpton. We need a conservative Al Sharpton. You know, I don't like Al Sharpton, but he does get things done. He's a squeaky wheel who gets the grease. 
And that's what we need in this city. We need people to go up there and be right in their faces until they change that, the, the laws they made. And, and these laws are destroying the city and, and, and the people. And, and, and you could be one of the guys to spearhead this, this uh, movement. Mm-hmm. Just, well, just Tony, think about what, it. Okay, okay, fair enough, Tony. What, well, thank you for the call. What's disgusting about all this? I, I, I don't wish bad on any person. But we all know that if something happened to a loved one of the powers that be in Albany, this uh, cash bail system would go back to normal overnight, practically overnight, if it involved one of their loved ones. But see, that's why I set up top, folks, this wokeness. So why are they refusing to change it? Here's the logic, right? Here's the logic with that. They are alleging the top lawmakers in the state Senate, uh, the Democrats in majority, and the Assembly Speaker Carl Hasty. They are alleging, without coming out and directly saying it, that judges are racist. That's what this is all about, and that judges, for for their own bias, cannot be trusted to be fair to Black and Latino people. That's what this that's what this is all about. That's what this is all about. You know, all, all I can tell you folks is that um with the way things I I I always thought that when you're involved in in public office, the number one issue should be public safety. But they're more concerned about wokeness. Wokeness. And so look what's happening The people that you claim that you want to protect are dying in the streets in horrible, despicable ways. You know, I I can't even think about that 61-year-old grandmother uh, in the Bronx. Because for me, it connects me too closely to my grandmother. And my grandmother died a long time ago. And, and, you know, she never got an opportunity to see me go to college. But she was the one that made it possible for me, uh, the little engine that could, that always told me that I would amount to something. And I'm sure that this grandmother uh, did the same thing in terms of with her own uh, children, her own sons. Let's go to Jennifer, our friend Jennifer in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. A couple of quick things. First of all, the best parts of your grandmother live on in you every day. and She left us all a wonderful legacy in you. She was clearly a beautiful woman. uh, Well, thank you for saying that. I thank her for you. I truly do. And um, it's, it's heartbreaking, the story about this grandmother that was killed. It reminds me. I was actually going to call you about it, as I often do when I see these stories, because, but I never did. Um, you know, life gets in the way sometimes. But it was in Chicago, the story I read about it. It was broad daylight, and there was a shootout. And it was a busy street, Dominic, you know, drug stores, fast food restaurants, et cetera. And I'll be honest with you, I believe if she was an older African-American woman. I do believe she died. If not, she was at least critically wounded. And people are saying she never stood a chance. She was just caught in this crossfire. And I, I just remember being so taken aback, like, 
it's like the wild, wild west, but in modern day times, you know what I mean? When there's just a shootout in the middle of the road. Um, and it's, it's crazy. And never for the grace of God, go any of those people up in Albany and let me tell you, or their loved ones, God forbid. Mm-hmm. And I think I watched a video today online of a man in Harlem. I'm sure you've seen it being hit over the head with a brick repeatedly because he confronted a woman about stealing packages from a lobby in his apartment building. You, you know what, Jennifer, to, to be honest with you, I, I try my best not to look at these items because I, I because I, I really get depressed because what? and, and he, he is why I get uh, depressed. The fix is the correction is so easy. It's so easy. Exactly. And if you if you look at these videos, um, these suspects, these gang members, right? What's the mm-hmm. common trait? They all dropped out of school. They never was going to amount to anything. Let, let's call it for what it is. And they have no regard for anything or anybody. And they just fire these guns like it's the wild, wild west. It doesn't matter whose grandmother is standing there. It just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what child is standing there. The only mm-hmm. thing that matters is I'm going to take you out, my enemy, and mm-hmm. and then and then we, we have people to tell me, Dominic, shh, don't, don't talk about crime. Don't, you know, come yeah. on, man. Come on, brother. Come on. You're making us look bad. Don't talk about crime. So, so Jennifer, I, I really, I try not to, um, I try not to, to look at these, um, at these, sometimes you have no choice, but I, I try not to look at them, all the videos, because I, to be real with you, I just can't take it. I can't take it. I understand. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to speak over you just then either, but. No, no, it's um, okay. Real quick. Um, I, I was scrolling online on, on the newspaper, you know, and I saw that the Harlem crime and it was horrific. And then the next thing. It was, you know, this the man that slashed somebody's throat after he jumped the turnstile. And, this, and I, I, like you, I didn't watch that video. I was like, no, I, it's only so much. But the last thing I'll say is the young people, you know, the woman who, who got her hip broken, you know, look at the ages of these people. And I, I've referenced uh, Tessa Major's killers to you before. Um, the Indian, the man that was from India that was doing food delivery down in uh, the D.C. area. Um, he was killed by a to, I think, a 13- or 14-year-old girl. Um, that woman I told you about a couple of weeks ago that had her arm ripped off and died in the road down yes. in uh, New Orleans. Yes. They were, they were 14- to 17-year-olds, and three of them were girls, one boy. So you got to look at the violent behavior of not just young men but young girls, and this is savage behavior. I mean, this is soulless. This is, you, have no, you have no sense of humanity if you're able to do this to an elderly person or to any person, but particularly particularly to someone so vulnerable, we really have to look at at the generation we're bringing up as a country. And I don't know, it's just it, something has to be done. Something has to give. And if I could lastly say, I think Lamar was the man from um, Louisiana. What a beautiful order. What a, what a clever, articulate man and what a beautiful speaking voice. And I like, like you said, that he could disagree with you and not be disagreeable. He was class act all the way as are you so thanks Tom. well thank thank you for the call jennifer and you know with the with the uh with the young people i mean you already know the uh the woke lines oh you know it's not their fault they're victims don't blame their mothers 
Don't blame the absent father. Blame the system. Frankly, blame white people. It's white people's fault. Right? That that's 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 what that's if we're gonna be honest, let, let, let let's be honest about it. Oh, their welfare grants weren't big enough. Uh, you know, it wasn't enough food stamps. It wasn't enough Section 8. And on and on and on. And until we stop this wokeness with these phony, and I am giving you folks the cleaned up versions. I can't say on the radio what I really want to say right now. But just use your imagination a little bit. Before I take a break, let's go to Mary Beth, Long Island. Good morning. What's on your mind, Mary Beth? Good morning to you, Dominic. Um, I was outraged the other day listening to the uh, Cats at Night roundtable. We all know what a gracious, caring he is. And I believe this show was the same day that he had his surgery and he came in to work. And forgive me for not remembering the woman's name, but she doesn't deserve to have her identity remembered. She is the woman who's on the hunger strike now. I believe she's a member of the state legislature. She is. She she was so rude, cut him off, cut all the guests off constantly. And Governor Patterson, whom I have always admired and respected, he was the moderator, and he did nothing but cut her slack and said, no, let her speak. Let her speak about what? You are so correct, Dominic. If any of these people lost a grandmother, lost a parent, lost a child, they would feel a lot differently about these criminals that they are raising. Mm-hmm. It's infuriating. Mm-hmm. Well, I, 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 my no, no, I understand, Mary Beth, and I, I thank you for your call. A couple of things. Thank you very much, Mary Beth. One, we wish Mr. Casamitidis uh, and Mrs. Casamitidis the best of health uh, as, as they uh, recover from their situations uh, two, I, I heard snippets of the uh, segment. Uh, three, and and I'm just I'm I'm just gonna be real, completely real, uh, because oftentimes you know I have to be very careful what I say, and I can't go too far, and I've got to be careful, and you know you can't offend this one, and you can't offend that one, but the Casamitidis family. The, they are the real deal, and you you just referenced that um uh, the type of person that he is. Just the other night, uh, Mr. Katsimatidis um, was at a dinner for 100 black men, in which, for many many years, John Katsimatidis has put up college scholarships for kids that look like me, and does not go around bragging about it but puts up major money for kids that look like me. So let's look at what John Katsimatidis has done, and then let's look at what Black Lives Matter has done in terms of purchasing the $6 million house, uh, uh, one of among many, of among many, Mrs. Katsimatidis. The Police Athletic League, New York City, Right? Let's be honest. It's it's mostly predominantly for kids of color. You're planting a seed for down the road. I was a pal kid. Mrs. Katsimatidis and John Katsimatidis are so involved in pal 
What do they get out of it? Nothing except for wanting a better city, putting their money up, putting their time up, uh, putting together the Christmas parties for kids that may not have a Christmas. And so that's why sometimes when people call up and frankly, they don't know what the hell they're talking about. I just let them, you know, just, you know what? You have this preconceived notion (laughs) of what I'm about and what what the owners of this station is about. Folks, I want you to think about that. John Katsimatidis puts up his own money for kids that look like me to go to college. I'll be right back. Highlighting stories that hit close to home, from your borough to your dinner table, this is Carter Cares. And... uh, this morning, my my heart is with um, the 76-year-old woman that was spun around like a rag doll and uh, has a broken hip, and the 61-year-old uh, mother, grandmother, that was uh, hit with a stray bullet uh, near uh, East 188th Street. And to be honest with you folks, I almost want to cry. That's how bad I feel, but I'm a grown man, you know, and quote unquote, men are not supposed to cry, but, but that's how I feel. And I, I, and I, I have to be professional on the radio and I don't have a right to, um, to lower your moods because I'm upset about these situations. But another thing that has me upset this morning, I receive a lot of emails on a nightly basis and one came from Nina Kim. And I didn't even believe this was uh, this was real. But in South Carolina, a mother was mauled by pit bulls, dogs, and both of her arms had to be amputated. Her name is uh, Kyleen Waltman, and she woke up from a coma, hospitalized, and um, they had to sedate her again because uh, she was... Uh, so upset about she's 38 years of uh, age and uh, a man, uh, this happened uh, outside of Columbia, South Carolina, which is the, uh, the big city there. A man uh, was able to scare the three pit bulls away by firing his gun into the air. And her sister, Amy uh, Wynn says that she also lost part of her colon and may have to have a section of her esophagus removed. And so there's a go a GoFundMe page for her and um you know it's just it's just really sad. Let's go back to the uh telephone calls. Let's go to Joseph in the Bronx. Good morning, Joseph. You're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Yes, good morning, Dominic. Pleasure as always. Uh so basically I'm gonna be very brief. Uh, before I make my main comment, I just want to refer you to uh, the article. It's called Criminals with Badges at UNZ.com. Now, I'll explain exactly what I mean by that article and why I'm referring it to you. Okay, right. but, but you got to be quick. i got a lot of people uh, waiting to, yeah, to try sure. and get on. Go by ahead. By all means, I'll be very succinct. Now, regarding wokeness and the police, one big reason why crime is so rampant is that the police are there primarily to protect and serve the politicians, not the public. 
Now, I'm sure you remember when Merrick Garland, the attorney general, he targeted white parents, normal white parents, taxpayers, who were opposed to having their property taxes used to fund schools where their children were being brainwashed with CRT. And no, I, I got you, and, and I agree with you. Joseph, I've got 10 minutes left. You've got to be quick. What, what's the point okay. you're trying to make? Okay, so basically, you know, gun control is not the thing we should be looking at because, again, the street, the police are primarily a street gang to protect the politicians. Okay, we okay, all right, jo- Joseph, ourselves. Joseph. See, I'm with you until you. This morning is not the morning to refer to the greatest police force as a street gang. I'm just not feeling it this morning. Okay, why don't you refer to those animals that are committing these crimes as a street gang? which they literally are. Please don't tell me, folks, don't call up here and tell me that the police are street gangs when the police are the last resort that we have to keep these animals in check. Who else is going to do it? I'm not going to do it. You're not going to do it. Who's going to do it? Who's going to who's going to stop these these gangbangers from doing what they are doing? And so this morning is just not the morning with me for that. I'm not interested this morning in hearing negative things about the police. I'm a big boy. I've covered the police department a very long time. But this morning is just not the morning. This morning is, and there's a reason why I say everything that I say. So when the caller brought up John Katsimatidis, right, and (laughs) the difference, he's putting kids. So without 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 the state of New York helping me, I I would have never been able to go to college. And so John Katsimatidis is funding kids that look like me that have the the brains to go to school, but they don't have the means to get it done. That's how you turn around this problem of what we are dealing with. These kids, you we need work camps. Stop, stop babysitting them. Stop stating they're the victims. They're not the victims. You act up, you're going to be dealt with. What is so hard about that? You're either going to go to school or you're going to a work camp, one or the other. But what you're not going to do is just run around here, gangbangers, destroying your own community. Let's go to Corey in Brooklyn. And in a second, Frank Morano is going to be joining us. Good morning, Corey. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dom. I like the work camp thing. Um, and also, I do believe in gun control, and that is broken windows plus stop, question, and frisk. There's your gun control right there. And what, okay, wait, Corey, what, what, one more time, one more time, please. Sorry. I am for gun control. Okay. And so your broken windows policy right. plus... Stop, question, and frisk. Yes. That's your, there's right there is large majority of your gun control. There you go. And and th- that's how you solve the problem. 
That's how you solve the problem. But instead, what are we told? Oh, wokeness. You can't say anything to them. They're they're underprivileged. Society hasn't been fair to them. Society, you know, you know, um, there should have been more after school programs. Yes. Oh, the, the welfare grant for their mothers. It wasn't big enough. The housing project apartment wasn't big enough. The school system wasn't good enough. Well, did the child show up to school every day? Well, they miss school half the year, but blame the school system. Let me bring in Frank Morano before I get myself in trouble here. Hello, good morning Dominic. to you, Mr. Morano. I love it when you get fired up. Yeah, but you know, you know what, Frank? I, I, I'm truly disgusted. I'm truly disgusted because I see the potential of what some of these kids can do. And we have permanently victimized them with this wokeness. That's for sure. Where they think that they are a permanent victim. They think, these young people think that they're entitled to the same things as you and I. But the difference and the listeners. But we get up and go to work every day. No doubt about it. <laughs> you know, and, and, and we have to deliver. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, what do you have coming up this morning? Well, we got a, an action-packed show today. Uh, I don't know if you care about this, but uh, I am a big baseball fan, have been my whole life. Today is opening day for those of us that are baseball fans. So we're going to do a preview of the baseball season. There are a lot of changes uh, over uh, in this baseball season as compared to what fans have been la- used to the last few decades. So we're going to break it all down. So you're a Mets guy? I am a Mets okay. guy. Long-suffering okay. Mets guy. That's why I, I tried to wear a little blue and orange today. Uh, we set ourselves up for disappointment every season. But uh, I'm, we're going to talk with legendary sportscaster, former WABC sports anchor, Warner Wolf. He's going to join me to give you a preview of the baseball season. And uh, I'll pick Warner's brain and a bunch of other issues as well. And uh, it's the AC report. And uh, this is one of those weeks where what's happening in New York dovetails quite interestingly with what's happening in Atlantic City because, and I know you've been following the debate over the state budget, uh, one of the big sticking points is whether or not to allow a casino in Manhattan So we're going to get into it with John Brennan, not the former CIA director, but the journalist for usbets.com about what a Manhattan casino would mean for the future of Atlantic City. Does it mean nothing? Does it mean uh, the end of Atlantic City as we know it or something in between? We're going to get into that and a whole bunch of other things as well. So you have a great show coming up. We hope so. Let's try and get as many calls as we can together. Let's go to Carol in New Jersey. Carol, you're talking to Frank and Dominic. Good morning. Hey, Frank and Dominic, how are you? You know uh, something? Uh-huh. I have never met a pit bull that I didn't love. I, really? I have to tell you, I've never had a bad experience. There was a dog, there's an, a store owner here where I live, and that dog was scary looking like you wouldn't believe. Scary. So wait, Carol, like, um, so wait let, let me ask you a question. So... I, I would never have a, a pit bull. I, I've heard I've heard all the arguments that they are the the nicest animal uh yeah, the, but, yeah. and that and that they are trained uh to become attacked uh but uh, they, I, I I'm not trying to disparage pit bulls, but I see them as they have killing potential. They could literally kill someone. Uh, this guy Zeus? that the store owner had. He was the scariest looking thing in the world, but he used some wine. 
when he used to see me, he wanted me to go and pet him and, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. They are scary. They're scary looking. But I, I think a lot of pit bulls are wonderful animals. I wouldn't mind having one myself. Okay. All right. Well, Carol, I thank you for the call, and it's nice hearing from you. So, Mr. Morano, what, yes, what, what is your take on, on pit bulls? Well, I, I just would never have one. I, I don't know that I would either, uh, especially with a, a, now a small child, because, right. look, even if a pit bull is always friendly, any dog can lose it, right? Uh, maybe something spooks them. Maybe uh, you you bump into them the wrong way. Any dog can bite you. Any dog. The difference with a pit bull is they're just so strong and their bite is so powerful. And once it locks. That if things go wrong with a pit bull, things go really wrong. So uh, I, I am very sympathetic, and I've done an hour on this, uh, actually, about these different proposals to prohibit pit bulls in public housing and elsewhere. But uh, I'm very sympathetic to pit bull owners, and I've known a lot of pit bulls that I've liked. And I think, for the most part, it is a reflection of poor training by these uh, by these owners that want a big bad gar- junkyard dog, but I just I just get nervous that if things go bad, they can go really bad with a pit bull. You select the next caller. How about uh, how about uh, Storm and Norman in the in Brooklyn? Good morning, Norman. Go right ahead. Good You're morning, to Frank Dominic. And Dominic. Good morning, Frank. Hey, Dominic. I I actually wanted to quickly pivot, uh, if possible. I mean, I heard. Mayor Adams before t- saying that the people at the rally and f- at his health commissioner were banging on the door and were screaming and threatening his children. I was there. I was in the front. I go to every rally. It was peaceful. We were on the street. We were, we were, the police were there and the police were in front of his door. There was no violence. There was no threatening. And, uh, you know, we're good people, and he lies. I mean, he lies about everything. I do not lie. Uh, that is, uh, I tell the truth. And it was peaceful, and our mayor continues to lie. Well, I think what the mayor said, I only have 15 seconds left, Norman, so we can continue this tomorrow, sure. was that the health yeah. commissioner at his home and the kids were there. Is that accurate? Okay, Norman. We don't know. Nor- we were on the street. Okay, but wait, 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 Norman. Was Go the ahead. was the health commissioner's kids there? I have no idea that we didn't see anybody. Oh, Nobody okay. came to the okay. door. The windows okay. were shut. They they, they shut. The, they shut the look. We, look, this is a protest. No, okay? I, I got you, Norman. But, but, but we have to continue this tomorrow. I have ten seconds left. Thank you for the call, Norman. I would really love to continue this tomorrow. Uh, I take exception when kids are involved or when you attack my family. We do not go there. I'll see you again tomorrow.